Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock Hey now, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. It was earlier this morning, the Republican candidate for mayor here in Marion County, going up against Joe Hogsett. His name's Jefferson Sharif. Did a long uh, 40-minute interview with the Kendall and Casey show. Jefferson Sharif, of course, put forth a public safety plan that includes gun control. Hammer, I know I was gone when this first went down, but the gun control aspect of this public safety plan is what everybody is concentrating on. So he went on the air today to kind of explain what it is he exactly he wants to do what he's thinking uh I, I thought he came off as believable i mean i think i don't think it's politics i believe he th- thinks this could actually work uh, i do think it's a blunder for his campaign i don't live in marion county my dad does my family does but um i'm just wondering what you thought of today as a guy that lives in marion county did anything uh change your mind about the sharif campaign a couple things about jefferson shreve here number one Maybe I'm the only one that picked up on this, but whenever Rob or Casey, who did the interview today, brought up the word pandering, he got really defensive. Would always bring it to Joe Hogsett, but he got really defensive at the term pandering. Wouldn't you? (laughs) Right. Uh, The other thing that I noticed was a couple times throughout the interview, he was trying to play this golly shucks, I'm still learning on the job, I'm still new at this kind of thing. All right, that's fine, but there are certain professions, certain jobs, you don't want to hear, I'm learning as I go. You don't want to hear your pilot say that, you don't want to hear a surgeon say that, and you don't want to hear the mayor of a crime-ridden city get up on a microphone on the most powerful radio station in the state, one of the biggest stations in the country, and basically say, eh, I'm kind of learning as I go. Yeah, you don't That's a problem. You don't want your candidate saying that. That's yeah, a problem that's... for me. So we're going to play you some audio clips, just in case you didn't get a chance to listen to the full interview on the Kendall and Casey show earlier. And by the way, I think, by all accounts, I've never met him. He sounds like a really nice guy, and there's the, all the parts of that public safety plan that I really, really respect and uh, think are a good thing. It's just, boy, this this needless blunder uh, with the gun control, with the getting rid of the constitutional carry, with the the assault weapons ban, with the raising the age limit to 21. Right. It was a win for Hogsett in the sense that, I mean, their, Hogsett's campaign manager essentially came out and said, well, look, he had like an AQ rating, like a high, like number one rating from the NRA a couple of years ago. He's either lying to you to you now or he's lying back then, one or the other. Right. And that comes off as being disingenuous uh, yeah. with the public here. And I don't want to hear the argument that, well, most of his plan is pretty good. How many bills in Washington, or even locally, have been struck down because of some radical, ridiculous bullcrap they try to put in the bill, right? That happens all the time. And it takes away from everything else. It's the same thing here. So here are some highlights from earlier today. The question, why gun control? By conversations with our police leadership. So I've, I've campaigned in the primary and I'll continue to campaign on being supportive of our police community. 
look. So, so the so the IMPD is telling you this is what you need to do to make Indianapolis safer. This is a combination of all of those conversations that I talked about at the front end of this of, of our visit here, uh, in and around the nine townships of Indianapolis. But I told you from the very beginning he was going to use that excuse, right? Didn't I? I mean, I said that last week. He's going to use the excuse to say there are some police officers like Superintendent Doug Carter from the ISP who did not want constitutional carry to pass. And uh, he's going to say, I stand with law enforcement. And I got to be honest with you, that's, uh, I mean, that's a good leg to stand on, don't you think? Do you buy it, though? Do you buy that that's what most members of law enforcement feel? Because I'm betting you a full dollar bill, Nige. I've got more friends that work at the front lines of law enforcement than Jefferson Shreve can name. And just because you've got Superintendent Carter who was saying what Holcomb wanted him to say, or the IMPD chief of police, who kind of has his you-know-what's in a vice grip by the mayor's office, ask any day-to-day officer. Most of them will tell you this is a non-factor in what they do for a living. We had record homicides, record shootings a couple of years ago, and there was no such thing as constitutional carry. And now the Hogshead administration is doing, you know, you know, slapping each other on the back, patting each other on the ass because homicides are quote-unquote down in this city, and that's after constitutional carry passed. Right. This is a non-conversation starter with most members that actually get out there on the front lines and do law enforcement. All right, here's a little bit more from earlier today. Um, Shreve responds to Rob and says that he needs the WIBC audience, basically because he's running for office. Are you worried that the 80% that's great is getting totally overlooked because of this 20% that people are, let's face it, there's a lot of people who are not just upset, they're livid over it. Are you worried that the good stuff is getting drowned out because of this one portion of the plan? Sure. I need... uh, I'm running for office. I I, I, I need support. <laughs> I need the I, your listeners are supporters by and large. I need them. I need support from beyond your listenership. I'm running to represent and manage this city. So I am not indifferent to how people view and respond to policy positions that I'm articulating as a candidate. So all of a sudden now, you're on board with needing the WIBC audience. Because, man, I'm old enough to remember when your campaign advisor, Mark Lubbers, went on to social media ripping WIBC, ripping the hosts, ripping the people who listen to this radio station, and naming Guy Relford by name. But all of a sudden now, you need the WIBC listening audience? See, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. He comes off as disingenuous here. And in that same conversation, he brings up Guy Relford a little bit later on. Tools and accommodations that I am going to argue for that I think are specific to the challenges that we have right here at home. And, you know, Zionsville is a world apart. Guy Relford... Uh, whom I don't know personally, but I certainly respect, it lives up in Zionsville. My sister lives in Zionsville. The challenges of public safety in Zionsville are a world apart from other parts of this city. And as a mayoral candidate, I tell you what, I have been in parts of this city that are just so different in terms of what folks have to contend with as they send their kids out the front door. 
So if I mm. understand this correctly, Guy Relford's not allowed to have an opinion on constitutional law, the Second Amendment, because he lives in Zionsville? <laughs> Is that the philosophy I'm expected to understand here? Because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So, again, I wasn't a big fan of what I heard today. Nothing he really said changed my mind. And ultimately, Rob Kendall asked the question for people, not just me, but people like me. What do you say to people like Jason Hammer, who are indie lifers, who are really upset right now, who really want to support you, who really wanted to be a cheerleader for you, but are really, really hurt about the gun component of this plan? What is your message to them? How do you win them back? How do you get them to say, okay, Shreve is still our guy? Jason, don't write me off. Don't tune me out. Keep listening. Keep pushing. Keep challenging my assumptions and my thinking and my policy. Feedback. I will get better as I hear from more and more people and as I put this together. I'm a thoughtful guy that is listening and doing my damn best to articulate policy that will be actionable toward making Indianapolis better. I've got 14, 13 weeks to continue to articulate and make this case. And please stay with me as I head down this course because I want to make this city that we share better than it has been under a Joe Hogshead administration. So basically, I'm learning on the job. Give me a break. Shrugs his shoulders. I'm sorry. That's not good enough for guys like me. Now, I don't know what can change my mind. Perhaps if he comes out with a campaign and he spends money on actual TV commercials that ask where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Was he in rehab? Was he drunk? Where was the mayor of Indianapolis? TV commercials that say that. Maybe, just maybe, I'll consider it. But as of right now, I don't believe him. I think he comes off as disingenuous. I think he comes off as a guy that will say anything to pander, and I know he hates that word, pander to certain audiences just to get their votes. And it doesn't appear he's getting yours as of yet. Not yet. So, if you want to weigh in on what you heard in that interview today, if you listened to it earlier today on the Kendall and Casey show, tweet at us, Facebook, at Hammer and Nigel, we have an email address. Uh, what is it? Hammer and Nigel at WIBC.com. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us know what you think.